Well, it's a very great joy for me to continue to go through the uh, letter of St. Paul to the Romans, and I'm going to kind of just shy away from the gospel today and focus on Romans. Uh, we've heard it all of this week, and we'll continue to hear it. We're going to go through it pretty much systematically, almost verse by verse, throughout the course of the next few weeks here. And uh, last Monday, when I began to speak about Romans, uh, I'm sorry, last Tuesday, when I began to speak about Romans at St. Mary's, I said, I talked about uh, grace and the nature of grace and what grace is, uh, and how in the gospel, uh, of which Paul is not ashamed, as he says in the first chapter, chapter, grace has been revealed. Grace is a great mystery, uh, and we of our own Intellectual resources would not have been even able to conceive of it. Um, and uh, it had to be revealed to us from heaven. The nature of grace is what links us uh, to God. It's what lifts the natural uh, up into the realm of the supernatural. And uh, continuing on with that theme here, um, let's see here. When it's focus on this one. It says, um, you are justified freely by his grace. So we're speaking, continue on with this theme of grace. Through the redemption in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as an expiation through faith by his blood. So Christ is uh, set forth as an expiation, as an atonement. And the, uh, the, the grace that God has given to us, has revealed to us in the gospel, is given to us by virtue of the atonement that Christ made for us on the cross. Christ merited all the graces and an infinite treasury of graces. He merited that through his suffering. So the St. Paul uses the word expiation here. I think it can also be translated atonement. Uh, and it involves suffering. So Christ, out of obedience to the will, to the divine will, he endured suffering uh, so as to um, merit for us all the graces that we would receive through faith and grace in general that we would receive through faith. And uh, there's another element in all of this, though, and something I want to focus on and tie in together um, with our feast day today because we commemorate St. Teresa of Avila. And that is uh, Christ's sufferings, the sufferings that... Um, he underwent to make atonement for our sins and to merit for us grace. Um, St. Paul goes deeper. There's another element to this. As we round off the last chapters of the main section of Romans, St. Paul says, he says, we will be glorified with Christ if we suffer with him. And so Christ's sufferings uh, become not only the means by which uh, he merited grace for us, the means by which he made atonement for us, the means by which our sins are forgiven, but also the means by which our own sufferings can become atoning or expiating for our own sins. Uh, the means by which our own sufferings can be, as it were, elevated, lifted up, joined with his, supernaturalized and made meaningful and made a way and a path uh, for our own salvation. Our own sufferings can be a means of salvation for us if we unite them to those of Jesus's. Now, speaking of suffering here, I'll tie this into St. Teresa of Avila. Um, 
When you read the lives of the saints, especially the religious saints who lived in a religious community, what you begin to see and to learn is that uh, many people have a misconception about um, religious life. Um, I think it's it's commonly conceived uh, or imagined that religious life is somehow what happens is you know when you join a religious community, there's kind of like you're escaping the burdens and the dangers of the broader society, okay, America or whatever country that you live in. Now, there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. Uh, when you join a religious community, especially if it's cloistered, um, such as St. Teresa's was, they were cloistered nuns. Their whole vocation was to be hidden and obscure and to pray for priests and to pray and to sacrifice for uh, the salvation of mankind. And uh, so, you know, they were cloistered, they were shut away, they escaped the temptations that were out there in the world, and there's truth to that. But the the other element that's missing is that actually community life is extremely difficult. It's extremely, extremely difficult to live in community with 15 or 20 uh, women, or, if, you know, from the point of view of a male religious, to live in community with 15 or 20 um, other men. You're living day in and day out, and you're you're gathering eight times a day for communal prayer. You're eating with them and you're working with them. These are the same people, and you're doing that your whole life. And the potential for conflict is absolutely immense. Um, if you we live, I live a secular life. We live a secular life here. Secular meaning we're out in the world. If I am in conflict with someone, I can just walk away. I can just not talk with a person, just avoid it. It's kind of easy. I've got some kind of autonomy. But in religious life, you're absolutely forced to work through your differences. And if you don't work through your differences, we're talking like the community explodes and there's serious, serious problems. That kind of pressure for us, we can relieve it by just kind of distancing ourselves from the person that we're, with whom we're in conflict. So, consequently, religious life is actually very difficult. Living in community has its benefits, but it's extremely difficult, and there's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of suffering that's involved in that. And St. Teresa was, by God's vocation and calling, was given the added uh, difficulty of having to found communities, set up new communities, and reform old communities. Now, that's really hard. So you're going to go into a bunch of ladies who have been living their religious life a certain way for 25 years, and you're going to tell them, okay, ladies, we've got to change things, we've got to make things more strict, we've got to stop doing this. So we're talking, so St. Teresa lived a very cruciform life. And in her sufferings, she became very holy, and uh, she was united to the sufferings of Christ, and she was sanctified through those sufferings. And that's a lesson for all of us. Um, there's nothing wrong with running away from conflict. I do it all the time. Uh, you know, but to, to work through our differences and to uh, to embrace our sufferings that come through just interpersonal uh, tensions and trials and so forth and so on, um, to not, not look at them as something onerous and evil, but to look at them in a positive light, that this God has ordained these things for us. Uh, so that we might grow in grace and walk down that path of salvation. And uh, so this is what we're, we think of today um, as we commemorate St. Teresa, great saint. And um, 
and her sufferings and, the, and those of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which uh, we have been redeemed and uh, have been given the gift of grace.